Well, let's talk more about this incredible lineup of semi-finals that we will be bringing you right here on SENZ for coverage of both semi-finals and finals to come over the course of the next week or so. Uh, we are joined by former New Zealand international and, uh, of course, uh, the better half of the Saturday session here on SENZ. It is the one, the only, Mr Grant Elliott, who must be licking his chops at the thought of these two semi-finals. How delicious are they? Uh, Daniel, it's probably only been about 24 hours since we last spoke to each other and I'm still actually still not happy with you because of our draft pick that we had. Um, and I'm sure we'll touch on that. But yeah, even more exciting than our draft pick that we had on Saturday is the semi-finals. I think, you know, you're going to meet India either in the semis or the finals in this tournament. So why not meet them in the semis and, uh, and knock them out? I know that you, you've been really keen on bringing the ghosts of the past from uh, our World Cups against India. And we've had, we've had a pretty successful run against India. Uh, it has really been successful. And I look at this, um, this game and I go, right, all the pressure is on India. We're the underdogs. And I think we like playing as the underdogs. Well, I don't think that is in debate, is it? But starting off with this fact, they have been sensational this tournament, India, haven't they? Nine from nine and really have just cut their way through, cut most oppositions into a million pieces. Yeah, they haven't put a foot wrong, and um, it's been no surprise. But, you know, in a tournament like this, that you, there's normally one game that you have a little bit of a shocker in. Uh, but what I will say about this team is that their senior players are standing up. You know, uh, Boomrah, uh, Mohamed Shami, um, Jadeja, Shubman Gill, um, well, he's, he's a youngster, but he'd be considered, you know, I guess a dynamic sort of Russian Ravindra of their team with a little bit more experience than Russian. And then Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma. So all of their senior players are standing up and stepping up and winning games for them. So that's always, um, a, it's a tough team because when, you, when you're playing for a team like India at the moment, you look around the change room and you go, well, if I don't do it today, I know someone else will. So you've got a lot of trust in your players, which means that you're not at the crease thinking, oh, if I don't score runs, there's people behind me that are struggling um, for form. And Shreyas I just got 100 as well. So, um, you know, they, they've got such a dynamic team. They've got the fans behind them, home game. Like, everything is sort of in their favour here. Yeah, you, you talk about Ayers. Uh, he's the fourth player to get 100 for India at this tournament. So... It's not a case of cutting the head off the snake, i.e. Take, take out Rohit Sharma early, as New Zealand did in the 2019 World Cup semi-final. Uh, there's someone else steps up. Virat Kohli's just been brilliant at this tournament, hasn't he? Seven scores beyond 50, nearly 600 runs, averaging 99. That, that top six is as good as you could possibly imagine. Yeah, I think, you know, it's an amazing top six, but it's not just uh, the ability of these players. It's the fact that they're playing in new conditions and they know their conditions well. And a lot of the time in India, you can't just come in and, and just start whacking it, you know. The, the surfaces we play on in New Zealand, as you know, we're outstanding in our home conditions, and most countries are, um, and India is no exception. You go over there, you play in their conditions, they're so hard to beat. They are so, so hard to beat. And I, I'm unsure whether you, you chase or you set. I don't know what the numbers are um, on, on setting, but my, my gut feel is you might actually have to go and have a bat first and go big against them to put pressure on them. Because we did that in the pool game. We got 273, which is an average score. 
but we held them quite nicely. They only won it in the 48th over, and they were six down. And if you can get them six down, Mohammed Shami was coming in at eight then. So, you know, all of a sudden you're one wicket away. Jadeja came in, he got 39 or 44 and sort of won the game for them. Um, but, you know, you get them seven down, suddenly they've got a, they've got a big tail, India. But it's how you get through that top six. What I can't understand here, Grant, is why the bowling has been so much better than any other team. And I, and I say, and I frame it this way, international cricketers play in India a lot these days, don't they? They know those conditions. So why has that Indian attack been so good? It's bowled out seven of the nine teams they've played. That That's an incredible record. And the, like, you look at individually, Mohamed Shami, what, uh, some... Mind-boggling numbers uh, at this tournament as far as with the ball picking up, what, I think 16 wickets at 9, Bumrah 17 at 15, Jadeja 16 at 18. Why have they been so much better, you think? I think it just goes back to what I was saying on our Saturday sesh, which to me, it's consistency. You know, you've got Bumrah, Shami and Siraj, who are your three sort of players. Yes, they've played Pandya and Thakur, and Kuldeep uh, uh, Yadav, but it's generally Boomra, Muhammad Shami, Siraj, Jadeja um, that, that are sort of carrying this attack. So, you know, when, when you get that consistency, then you, you understand the blueprint of how you, you win games. And bowlers get into, um, I guess, a rhythm of partnership, because this game is played in partnership, whether you're batting, whether you're bowling. Um, it's so important that you've got these partnerships. And once you find that partnership or that blueprint that you win games, you can train for it. So you go in and, you know, Boomer knows he's going to bowl at certain stages of the game. So does Siraj, so does Shami. Um, and then they've got the luxury of, you know, Yadav and Badeja. They have played Ashwin, uh, but I don't think he'll play. Um, and, you know, they've got their four or five bowlers. They go in with that... Uh, that understand and before the, before the game is even played, you can visualize the situation you're going to be bowling in. And I think that that really does help. Whereas on the other side of the coin, you look at New Zealand, they've had injuries, they've come in with players who have been injured, like Saudi with uh, his broken thumb. Jamison comes back in. You know, will he play? Um, you know, Michael Bracewell got injured just before the World Cup, so suddenly Glenn Phillips has been taking a few overs here and there. And we haven't quite found our blueprint. We haven't quite found it. And I guess the Pakistan game is probably a, a result of that, where bowlers are coming in and, you know, we're trying to bowl, you know, an opening bowler maybe at first change. Like, where does Lockie Ferguson fit in? Is he going to be that first change bowler or is he going to be, you know, an opening bowler? And I think everyone's tried to sort of, you know, fit into a position that would help New Zealand and the injury to Matt Henry hasn't helped us either. So, you know, it doesn't mean that all is lost because I think one thing going for us here is the expectations on India. And, you know, you only have to go uh, to that, that, uh, the, the rugby league uh, final with the Panthers where suddenly everyone thought, well, you know, they'd storm away with things and they found themselves behind the eight ball, you know, in 20 minutes. So... You know, the expectations that weigh heavily on teams and complacency, where they've got one hand on the trophy already, that can really play on the minds of players, especially if you put them under pressure. 
when we look at the Indian side and ponder the idea of New Zealand beating them, what it would have to be one of the single most impressive one-day international victories ever if they were able to do that, right? That, that is the size of the challenge. Yeah, it's definitely a visit to the beehive, I reckon, um, and a nice long lunch for the team. <laughs> because you look at that, you look at that team, and you go, "Wow!" Like you know, Rohit Sharma, Shubman Gill, Brad Coley, Shreya Iyer, Kale Rahul. Um, you know, how are we going to get past the first five? The way that you beat India is actually putting the skids on them. If you can get Sharma and and Coley. Um, I think early, then that would really put a dent in the team because those are two senior players. It's almost like getting Conway and Williamson early against New Zealand. And I think if you can break the back of this, um, <clears throat> this batting lineup of India, you have to get in there early with the new ball. So, you know, we, we do have, you know, Trent Bolt. We've got a Lockie Ferguson. Satner, we know, is brilliant through the middle. He's not much of a wicket taker, but he's, you know... He's the one that puts the brakes on on one end, and you can get wickets from the other end because they might try and take a risk uh, with the bowler from the other end. So if we can get early wickets, I think that we've got a, a good chance here. And I mean, I know it sounds obvious, but it's it's difficult to do. Rohit Sharma, he's susceptible to um, Trent Bolt. He he doesn't really enjoy left-arm bowlers that swing the ball back. And I know that when they played India last time, he actually went and bowled a bumper first up, and Adam Milne, that was in a series in India, Adam Milne dropped him at, uh, at fine leg. But, you know, that was the, almost the double bluff. He knows that you're going to go full and straight, try swing the ball back, hit the boards. They went short, got an opportunity. So there's an opportunity there against Rohit Sharma and Trent Bolt. That's a good matchup, and you can take that cup and hopefully replay it when we make the final and Rohit Sharma gets up for a duck LBW to Trent Bolt. Um, <laughs> but... You know, Shubman Gill, he doesn't like the ball going away from him uh, on a number of occasions uh, if there is a swing available and then suddenly trying to nip one in through the gates, which is exactly what Chris Wokes did. Uh, you just have to go and watch the spell that Chris Wokes bowled to Shubman Gill. So there you go. We, we've got them uh, naught for two at the moment. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> but but these, these are the conversations that you have as a team prior to the game. You analyze the players, you know that they've got weaknesses, and in their first 20 balls, that's where you try and get them out. And if you don't get them out, then it's about shutting them down and about putting pressure on them where they're not scoring freely. So don't give them, you know, don't put the ball in the, the area where they can play very freely and they can get boundaries. It's about shutting them down. So New Zealand, in terms of the way that they prepare uh, before games, I think is probably, you know, exceeds every other team in the competition. And, you know, we have to hold on to that, our preparation before games, our discipline, um, and if we can get a little bit of a combination with our bowlers, I think it gives us even more of a chance. But as you heard, uh, alongside me in the Saturday session, I've been doing my very best to, you know, drum up drum up the Grim Reaper idea, right? They, they won't be happy. They won't be happy it's New Zealand, right? They will not be happy that it's the black the silver fern across across the aisle. No, they won't. I, I mean, I think the numbers are, did you say that they've only beaten us twice? I thought they'd only beaten us once in a World Cup ever, and I thought that was, that was in this competition. 
uh, but you mentioned, uh, was it 1987 or something? I can't remember. Um, well, they so, beat us twice you know, in 1987. They've beaten us four times, but we have a winning record. Overall, five wins, four losses. Half of those okay. wins came for India in the, the 1987 tournament played on their own shores. It was a weird, it was a weird World Cup, the 87 one. They were playing in whites, for heaven's sake, with a red ball. Yeah, that's, um, it, yeah, it, was, it was very odd. But it, it's more recently across the spectrum of ICC events, whether it's you were there in 2016, you played when you we New Zealand ruined the opening game of the T20 World Cup, um, and that ultimately ended in huge disappointment for India. Um, and we can't forget Southampton in 2021 and four years ago at a World, a Cricket World Cup. Yeah, our record is exceptional against them, and I think that they'll they'll know that. I think that that, that game at Southampton, that was, um, you know, they went in a similar sort of thing. They were favourites. I think that we were probably the fifth best team in the competition. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter. Pool games absolutely doesn't matter. Now it's about one game now. And I think being a player in this situation, which I have have been in a World Cup, like is such an awesome feeling because this is what you live for. This is what you prepare for. Every day, all the sacrifices, everything that you've done up until this point in your career is for this moment. And, well, you've got the opportunity in this moment. You might get it again. A lot of these players have played in finals before. But to be a player of a match in this situation, and I can only think of someone like Rachin Ravindra, who's got a lot of history with India. If he goes in and does something special in this game, I mean, what a special opportunity that is for him. And you should get excited. And that's the thing is I think that our players will be more excited at the prospect of this game Whereas India will have a little bit more dread, as in we can't lose this because of the expectations. So very different mindsets that the teams are going in for. And we've got match winners. I mean, I've, we've spoken about the bowling of New Zealand and the batting of India. And I think that that's where this game is won or lost. But our batting is exceptional. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uncovering Ratchan Ravidra, we've got Kane Williamson who will be hungry for runs. Um, and Devin Conway. It's almost like we had Conway and Williamson and maybe Mitchell through the middle to rely on. But now with Ratchin Ravindra there, Daryl Mitchell, um, you know, Tom Latham's probably been a bit yeah. shorter runs here, but he's, you know, he's quality and he's, he's, a, he's got big match temperament. If it's a 270 game, um, we're winning it, I think, uh, because of the quality uh, there. But, you know, if it's a high-scoring game, oh, I don't know. We need something really special. Yeah. We need one player to just step up. Hey, um, we don't have much time. I've got to get you out. I know you've got your real job to get to. But the thought of Australia and South Africa. Um, oh, South Africa with the, the highest-powered batting lineup you could possibly imagine up against uh, a side who have a number of players who scored big, none bigger than Glenn Maxwell with a double hundred, but I think three players have hundreds for them. Mitchell Marsh has got a couple. David Warner's been in great touch. They've got a very experienced bowling attack, while South Africa have their own demons of semi-finals pass to get over. Uh, in a sentence or two, how do you see that game going? Well, one thing is, I think Glenn Maxwell's still be cramping. I mean, I don't <laughs> Gee, he must be the stiffest man in the world at the moment. Anyone that watched footage of that where he's lying on the floor and he's just got body cramp uh, running through his veins because he's probably, he's never batted longer than 30 balls in a one day probably. 
Um, so, you know, 128 balls next level for him. Uh, Australia will be buoyant. They'll be quite calm going into this game. Um, they've got match winners, so they always look around the change room and they know that they've got someone that will step up at the right time. So I think that they'll go in with confidence, even though they've had probably an indifferent competition. But I think, you know, the worrying thing for South Africa is going in where this game just means so much for them. South Africa never made a final. Um, you know, the pressure is on. They haven't felt pressure all tournaments, probably only after they lost to the Netherlands. Um, there, there would have been a lot of pressure on them there with the old uh, choke tag. Um, I, I just think they're under so much pressure going into this game. I do hope that South Africa make it through because I do think that they've been the second best team here and the, you know, the standings would show that, India and South Africa 1 and 2. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is anyone's game, Daniel. Like, I, I, I'd say India are favourites in, in the semi-final we're playing against them as New Zealand. And then now I'd say in this one, I, I can't call it. I don't know who the favourite is. I think this is a real 50-50 call. And it comes down to, once again, individual senior players stepping up in the moment. But I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a close contest, this one. Um, my gut tells me Australia, but South Africa have done some pretty spectacular things on the way to, to uh, the semi-finals. So you can't count them out. Grant, a treat having you on the show, mate. Go enjoy your Monday. Thanks so much, mate. Really appreciate it, and I'll catch up with you on Saturday. Cheers, mate. I love your show on Saturday as well.